Good evening, everyone. Welcome. So we're gathered uh, again during the month of Kartik, and we have begun a um, discussion on the Kartik Mahatmya section of the Hari Bhakti Bilas, in which the Dhammarastakam is included. And so we are just about to begin to go through the Dhammarastakam and um, discuss it in, in, in some detail, <coughs> having heard the history of the compilation of the book Hari Bhakti Vilas, the request of Mahaprabhu to Sanatana and so forth, his response and something about the, uh, maybe one little bit of the overall contents of the book. So an appropriate um, uh, topic for discussion during the holy month of Kartik. That said, our regular scheduled program is being interrupted <laughs> <laughs> by a holy day within a holy month. And uh, that is the auspicious uh, appearance day of Pujapad Bhaktirakshakshiradev Vasami Maharaj. Bhaktirakshakshiradev Vasami so I will say a few words um, in um, some Mahima, some glorification of him, some history, and um, perhaps some philosophy regarding Guru Tattva as the, as the discussion um, affords. Um, so I guess we can... I can say there are two beginnings to speak about Judah Marsh's life, the beginning of his life in this world, his appearance, and his appearance in the lives of uh, Prabhupada's disciples in a prominent way, uh, to which Om Vishnupada, Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Prabhupada Guru Marsh opened the door. I was fortunate to be there at that, that time, and later fortunate to walk through it and have his good company as it was um, so much desired by our Guru Maharaj, although circumstances did not uh, uh, permit uh, to the extent to which he uh, so desired, again, that we have that uh, company and uh, with us that he might share his uh, what Prabhupada called high realizations, you would faint, something like that, if you had heard. Uh, so to his uh, otherwise uh, earlier appearance in the world, for the benefit of everyone, um, Pujapadshita Marja appeared in Hapaniya, which was in the, within the Goda Mandala, the circle of Sriman Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Um, this is the imprint in the world of the, uh, the Dham of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the sacred circle of his, his associates, where the, where, the major, where the majority of his associates appeared. Of course, there is a question that uh, arises, and that is uh, in this connection as to why some of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not appear in the Gota Mandala, because that circle, if you will, is the circle within the circle of the, the Mathura Mandal, the Vrindavan pastimes, and the two are oh, 
one and the same. Gore is Krishna, Navadweep and Vrindavan, they're the same. They're the same, but they're different. I've before compared it to a reverse jacket. So if you have a reverse jacket with black cuffs and a golden body and a black collar, and you turn it around, it'll have a golden collar and golden cuffs and a black body. So Gore Leela and Krishna Leela are like this. Krishna is the Vishayalambana, the object. In Rasa, you need two two things. You need the, the act. You need the object of love, and you need the love. Hmm? So the the object the, the act the, the object of love uh, is called the Vishayalambana, hmm? and the love itself, or the embodiment of love, is the Ashrayalambana. So you have Krishna and the devotee, and different types of vessels, if you will, um, ashrays for different types of love, all centered upon Krishna. This is the whole of the bhakti-rasa idea. And akila-rasa amrita murti. He can accommodate that. All types of... He can reciprocate in kind the ideas for all the types of uh, loving, all the loving ways in which he is uh, approached. So uh, he states it in the Gita too. This is, of course, a central piece then of the theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and by which largely we uh, make our point as to the supremacy of Krishna, or the idea that Krishna is the fountainhead of all um, manifestations of divinity, who principally. Um, are involved in reciprocal dealings with uh, their devotees. So the more possibility of reciprocation, then the more full the idea is, is the manifestation of the Godhead. And so we come to uh, Krishna. He is the Vishayalambana. There is a side question here that's uh, of, of interest, of course, in the chapter of uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where the great... Uh, and Venerable Shri Goswami Prabhupada is describing the different uh, dominant forms of love, the dominant emotions that define people in relation to Krishna, as friends of Krishna, as lovers of Krishna, as uh, well-wishers of Krishna, for example, in Sakya, Madhurya, and Vatsalya. These uh, dominant uh, emotions, they're termed stayibhavs. Hmm? And um, they can accommodate the rising and the falling, the coming and going of other emotions that augment them uh, in different ways at different times, but they remain dominant and really define the person, if you will, in terms of a, of, of a, of a relationship with Krishna. So <clears throat> the whole chapter is about that. Towards the end of the chapter, it's as if the question comes in Rupa Goswami's mind, what is then the relationship between the devotees? They are all, the whole thing is about everyone loves Krishna. What do they? Do? How do they deal with one another? <laughs> how do they feel towards one another? And he gives, of course, a nice um, answer there. And he posits the conception of uh, suhritrati, so love of the friend. It's a big, big subject, of course. Um, but the general idea is that there is love also between devotees, and that is a an auxiliary or a um, sanchari bhav that augments the stai bhav for Krishna. So, as I like to say, this bhakti as a yoga, if you will, 
is the type of yoga and the spiritual practice and discipline within Eastern spirituality in which you can have friends. Hmm? It's not possible in any other other path. Hmm? That's something to look into. Hmm? You may have them fair-weather friends, first time being, until you do away with them and yourself in many respects. Uh, and so forth. Um, um, I guess you can say, I should say, they're within bhakti. And bhakti, of course, is, is then um, nuanced because we have bhakti with, with um, all inspired feelings, reverential love, and, and um, passive adoration also, and then more full ideas of prema, such as friendship, um, well-wishing or parental love and and um, romantic love. Hmm. The latter, of course, are the three centers of Krishna Bhakti in the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam has a center as the tenth canto, and within it, it has three centers. And within the three centers, it has another. One of them is the center of the center of the center. So, we, we are discussing in the context of the Kartik Mahatmya and the Dhammadarastakam, one of those centers of the Bhagavatam, the Vatsalya Rasa center. It covers maybe three three chapters, the Dhammadar Leela. Then there's the Sakya Rasa center, the Yagasur Leela covering three chapters, and the Denekasur Leela. These, these is all showcasing the possibilities of this Sakya Rasa and the different varieties of it as well. And then you, of course, have the Rasa Leela of five chapters, showcasing the Madhurya Rasa and the possibilities. It's important to look at the text in such a way to see what are the possibilities that the text is offering hmm, as windows of opportunity through which to go. So it's quite an interesting um, text and the commentary, of course, is is all important to us. But these Dasya, or excuse me, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, in in Vrindavan, in the Braj, Lila, so, this is the idea. And within bhakti, as I say, you can have friends. So, Krishna is the object of love. The devotees are the vessels of love. They're one and different. You can't have a teacher without students. You can't have a student without a teacher. I mentioned some time ago that I saw a fellow that I know announced on the Internet that he was going to be a guru. He announced that he's a guru. And I didn't say it, but I felt like saying, do you have anybody that wants to be your student? <laughs> Without that, you're, you know, let the student declare who the guru is. And, and, and you need the both, in other words. So, um, so the devotees are the vessels of love, and of course, uh, Radha is, the, is both deity and ideal of devotion. So, from this point of vantage point, uh, ideal of devotion, she is a vessel of love, Mahabhav Swarupini, and although Krishna is Akhila Rasa Amritamurti, the, the very form of Rasa, and he can reciprocate in kind with everyone, and he makes that statement as I cited in the Gita, as they approach me, I will reciprocate accordingly. Radha's love is experienced by Krishna from his vantage point, brought into question his own statement and the statements about him hmm, as to his being capable of reciprocating in kind for any type of love or any type of approach to him. 
Hmm? And so this brings Krishna into an existential crisis and doubt as to his his godhood. Hmm? And this is this is now where where Gaurila begins, right in the heart of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? And so he realizes, of course, that it that he realizes this because he finds himself attracted to Radha hmm? and feeling worshipable feelings, worshipful feelings towards her. Amishishugurunata Radikar Premerun Mata. He said, I am the student. Her dancing is the guru. Her love drives me mad. Hmm? So what to do about this? What's 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 is she God? Everybody says I'm God. <laughs> but then the scriptures say that too. So of course we've explained many times, but he realizes with his introspection that it is something in me that makes her the way she is. So it is me. Hmm? I am the center. But there is something in me that I cannot access but is being accessed from her vantage point. Hmm? And that's what's driving me mad. Hmm? So I want to experience the height of rasa that she's experiencing that can be only experienced from the devotee's perspective and, it, and particularly from Radha's perspective. And so the Leela, Gorlila, manifests. And the jacket is turned around, wherein the, the Vishayalambana, the object of love, who's the golden body of the jacket, hmm, um, uh, reverses and becomes the, the black, that's the other way around, the black jacket. <laughs> he becomes the gold, golden cuffs. Hmm? All right. And, uh, and he takes the position, tries to take the position of the shelter of love in relation to himself. It's a very complex theological idea and, uh, um, ex- an exciting moment, if you will in the life of the Absolute. And this is the kind of uh, window of opportunity that Gaudiya Vaishnavism is passing on to us. To back to Puja Pachitamarsh for a moment. Some of you may know uh, our godbrother Chuchananda Maharaj, who uh, was many years ago in India um, serving while Prabhupada was in the United States for some time, and he wrote a letter to Prabhupada saying, I think, I feel, I know, I am in need of some association. If you could recommend some Siksha Guru whom I could take uh, advice from, shelter from, in your absence, then I would much appreciate this. Hmm? It's interesting that he would write, it was quite quite a long time ago, before the... Chaitanya Charitamrita was published where the very concept of the Siksha Guru is, is brought out in the first chapter by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. He speaks about the Diksha Guru, the Siksha Guru, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, but anyway, Chaitanya Marsh had the, the insight and then the common sense about it as well that in the absence of my Diksha Guru, who ordinarily is also your Siksha Guru, um, from the Siksha comes by siksha, the guru captures the student, and by the siksha, the student captures the guru and says, "No, I have to. You have to give me diksha. I can't go anywhere else." And so, so um, 
So again, the, the Diksha Guru is typically the Siksha Guru, but the mantra is singular, so one qualified Guru imparts the mantra, but other Guru figures can act as Siksha Gurus and water the plant, culture it, and so on and so forth. So he had the insight. And it's common sense, not only common sense, but but also um, scripturally um, advised. This is a, a system that was developed um, within Gaudiya Vaishnavism at the time of its formation. And we were talking a little bit about the formation of the tradition with regard to Sanatana Goswami's um, being ordered by Mahaprabhu to do certain things, write certain books, establish the places of Krishna's pastimes, and so on and so forth, philosophical books and uh, books of Vaishnav decorum like Hari Bhakti Balas and, and so on. Um, Um, and uh, in the context of forming the Sampradaya, this idea um, came up, and it's an interesting one, the idea of the Siksha Guru, the plurality of Siksha Gurus, the singularity of the um, Mantra Guru. You, you can also look at it in another way, that the um, the Sambandha Gyan, the knowledge that underlies bhakti. So jnan and bhakti are two different paths, but there is jnan within bhakti. Hmm? So when we speak of sambandha jnan, we speak of the bhakti, the, the knowledge within bhakti, the knowledge that Krishna is who he is, uh, the knowledge of what the jiva is. Uh, it's not the knowledge of oneness between Brahman and jiva, but the knowledge of the relationship between jiva and Bhagwan, between the jiva and the world, between the world and Bhagwan, and so forth. Um, this is I translated as a conceptual orientation. So if we have a certain conceptual orientation to life, then we're going to act accordingly. If we have this bhakti conceptual orientation, samandagyan, it is going to foster bhakti as our action. So the way, that said, the way or the bhakti is many, is varied. Hmm? But the knowledge is one. You understand? The sambandha, let's say, the philosophy, is singular. Hmm? The application of the philosophy is varied. So we have a philosophical, theological, uh, abed-abed hmm? uh, idea. The the abed is the philosophy. It's singular. It's one. It's a it's a ground on which we can all a house we can all stay within. There's there's often a cry for unity amongst devotees. I see that on the internet sometimes. As you know, mostly because like people are getting old and they think we should we should get together. You know, <laughs> something like that. Um, but it's often um, the the. The, the the ground on which we can get together or the roof under which we can all stay is actually a, a philosophical one. Hmm? This is the idea. One philosophy that itself lends itself to different um, applications. So there is the Sakya Rasa. There is the Madhurya Rasa, for example. This is on the high end, right? Hmm? These possibilities. And so... Those will those will afford different pictures of Krishna. Krishna has different qualities. Rupa Goswami has listed sixty-four qualities. 
if one is in Sakiras, then as the guna of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna, come within the heart, out of the name. Hmm? Within the name is the form, guna, lila, parikar, associates of Krishna. Hmm? What's in a name? They say, did you get his name? Then you can get him. If you get his social security number, then you can drain his bank account. So if you get his name, you can or her name, you can get everything, is the idea. So what's in a name? So much. Hmm? In the name of Krishna, then uh, as, as the na, when you, as you can do nam smarnam, when you can meditate on the name through japa, hmm, effectively, then the form of Krishna, the guna of Krishna, the leelas of Krishna, and the form and the guna and the leelas that manifest will be different for different devotees relative to the association they've had and the bhakti samskars that they've received through parampara and either like for Sakyarasa, for example, or Madhuryarasa. So certain qualities of Krishna will be highlighted in Sakyarasa. Certain qualities will be highlighted in Madhuryarasa. So just like, just like you, all this stuff sounds complicated in some respects, but you have to bring it down just to the human everyday life, and then you can understand it very easily. A mother is going to see her son in a certain way, and his lover is going to see qualities in him that the mother doesn't see. Hmm? His friend is going to see qualities in him that his lover doesn't see and doesn't know about. Hmm? Yeah. And that his mother doesn't know about either, and so forth. So <laughs> it's very practical. So in transcendence, this, this different pictures come. So I'm just saying that in the Abhideya, in the practice, in the means, in the bhakti that arises out of the philosophy, there's variety hmm? of expression. There are differences. It's variegated. I'm talking about on a high level. On the lower level, um, it's also there. Within sadhana, one devotee may uh, have an inclination towards kirtan. One may have an inclination towards uh, smarnam. One may have an inclination towards archan. Hmm? So, just using this example of Navalakshan bhakti, the nine forms of bhakti, shravanam, kirtanam, smarnam, parasevanam, archanam, bandhanam, dasyam, sakyam, atmanivedanam. Shri Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of Rupa Goswami Prabhupada has talked about devotees who, given examples, who became perfect by each of those. And one who became perfect by all of them. Hmm? Ambarish, by all of them. Sukadev, by Kirtan, which tells us another thing. Kirtan is varied. You say, if you're doing any Kirtan there, we're doing it tonight. Hmm? Sukadev became perfect by Kirtan. He didn't have a drum <laughs> and he didn't have cartels, but he became perfect by doing the Kirtan of speaking hmm, Harikata to uh, uh, Raj Parikshit in the audience. So there's variegatedness within the practice. Hmm? Prabhupada was concerned, for example, to separate his publishing um, corporation, the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust, from his religious organization, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. He was very concerned to incorporate them separately hmm? in case the religious institution somehow became corrupt or whatever, uh, that the publishing, the books, which was his first concern, would, would remain um, intact. Hmm? Because the one, the religious institution and the practices and the, so, the whole social life of bhakti and so forth, 
comes out of the philosophy. If you keep that, you can start it over again. We're referring, to, I didn't finish the story on Chudananda. I'm getting to that, but another story about Chudananda <laughs> comes to mind, and that is that he was in New York when Prabhupada formed the ISKCON Corporation and signed the papers, and he testified to us that um, at that time Prabhupada said, "And so now we are forming this corporation." And I didn't don't mean to get political. It wasn't where I was going, but just you know, it's all coming as we talk. And don't take it in the wrong way, but he, but Prabhupada said, now we are forming this corporation, and if it should um, become deviant or or use some term, if it should uh, not serve the purposes, uh, then we'll 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 start another one, something like that. So the point is that the 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 practice comes out of the philosophy. This is the achinta beta beta equation. So. Again, back to the corporation for publishing and one for religious practice, the BBT and ISKCON. Prabhupada wanted them separate, and Prabhupada also wanted each of the individual temples individual. Hmm? He wanted independently-minded, thoughtful people in charge of each temple who could make their own uh, decisions and uh, and. All within the context of the philosophy, there were the books were there to draw from, and then within the parameters of what constitutes bhakti, from a tattva point of view, there are different possibilities of expression. Hmm? So a religio-philosophical ideology, where the philosophy is one and the expression is is variegated, it's a very beautiful thing. The expression, the variegated expression, ornaments the singular um, uh, philosophy. Hmm? So, um, we have Sambandagyan and we have Abhidayagyan. Abhidaya means the, is the means or the practice or the practical action that arises out of the conceptual orientation, which is the Sambandagyan. So, Diksha, imparting the mantra, comes under the jurisdiction of Sambandagyan, Hmm? It's like uh, you know, you, you, you some some mediator is passing a message from the the the, the person that you, you know, got, feel that there's a little chemistry with, and so he says confirmed, and here and here's his, here's his number, okay? He said he's told me, give her my number, so. Here it is. This is the idea of the, the diksha, something like that. <laughs> uh, so, so this is uh, receiving this from a qualified person. This is this is singular, but then uh, so the sambandhi. This is the some under diksha falls under sambandhiyan. So therefore, the idea is you have one diksha guru, and then then there, there can be, with regard to the practice, which is variegated. Which is the variety? There is variety within, and so there may be a number, a plurality, of siksha gurus. Hmm? And so, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in the early beginning of that, they uh, worked this out, so to speak, hmm? where someone might get initiated here, and you know, communication systems weren't like they were today, or means of travel, and so on and so forth, and so. One might be at some distance from Gurudev, who just wandered off somewhere into the, the 
in his baj- his or her bhajan and so forth. So he, he or she, the disciple, could get guidance from the community of sadhus, hmm? siksha gurus. Hmm? Even it's possible that um, hmm? you have on both sides of diksha, you have siksha. Hmm? So you have siksha that leads to diksha, and you have siksha that then supports the diksha. Because by, as I said earlier, by hearing, we hear, we, and then we come within the fold of the devotees because that hearing of the siksha uh, gives rise to faith. Then we want to associate sadhu sangha within the context of sadhu sangha. A sadhu, he or she is going to stand out. Hmm? And then we are going to want to take diksha from that sadhu, and then there will be subsequent siksha to support that. So on both sides of the diksha is siksha. And it's possible... And it seems to be built into the foundation of the sampradaya that the diksha could be weak. In other words, the character or the uh, knowledge of the diksha guru could be uh, lacking, and it could be made up for by um, strong siksha. Is the idea. So this is the system. Apparently, Chutananda knew. Uh, uh, knew something about that, hmm? and uh, and so he asked Prabhupada that you know, can I get, can you recommend a siksha guru for me? Hmm? Um, but I was saying as well, um, I've got like three references here for Sridhar Maharaj going on. One was the corporate you know discussion in wherever it was in New York or Boston, wherever Prabhupada formed. I think in New York, the corporation. The fact that Prabhupada, he asked Sridhar Marsh, or he asked Prabhupada, can you recommend a Siksha Guru? Hmm? And I was also saying, how beautiful, what a beautiful idea Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. This, like, entering into the uh, the most introspective moments of the Absolute, wondering about himself, and so on. It's such an exciting <laughs> idea that the Gaudiya... Um, uh, Vedanta is is, is 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 talking about, and knowing that in really in a deep way, and, and so much appreciating Prabhupada's efforts and success in circulating it widely, <coughs> and having known Achyutananda, Sridhar Marsh, who Prabhupada said, if you want a Siksha Guru, I'm very competent to help you. He wrote back to Chitanan, you should see my God, Brother B.R. Sridhar Marjanabdweep. He would speak of what you can benefit from him. I consider him my Siksha Guru. Hmm? So Chitananda went there. Of course, he spent some months there and he was very nourished. He used to give really nice classes with different, some different angles of vision and so forth that were like uncommon. So it was all coming from Sridhar Marsh's Siksha and appreciated much by the devotees. Many years later, when we came into the association of Sridhar Marsh, news came to Sridhar Marsh that Achyutananda had written a book, hmm? Autobiography of a Jewish Yogi. Hmm? He actually sent me the book and asked if I would publish it, but it needed work. And so I told him at the time, it needs work. I didn't hear back from him. But um, anyway, Sridhar Marsh heard that that Achyutananda has... Uh, written a book, Autobiography of Jewish Yogi, and Chittamar said, Achyutananda? He's become a Jewish Yogi? <laughs> and he thought, 
How is it possible? <laughs> he entertained, he heard these ideas, you know, that we are all so like excited by. Uh, and how is it possible to become a Jewish yogi? You know, when, when you've heard about the, you know, the romantic crisis of God, you know, in transcendence. <laughs> of course, we said, no, no, it's not quite like that. And, but it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> he was living, uh, as all of us should be, of course, on, on the edge of our seats, hmm? as the, 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 the Leela of Krishna continues to un- unfold. Hmm? And so it was uh, to Pujapadrita Maharaj that Prabhupada um, pointed when um, Achyutananda Maharaj uh, uh, wrote a request of some help uh, in the form of a Siksha Guru hmm? and underscored that, as I'd say, by saying, that what to speak of what how you could benefit I consider him my Siksha Guru. So they had a long um, and affectionate uh, relationship, Prabhupada and Pujapad Sridhar Marsh, Sridhar Marsh again, was uh, uh, born in the Godamandal and Papani in a Brahmin family who were smartas and opposed to the Vaishnav tradition and um, nonetheless came under the influence of the Gaudiya tradition. There were two uh, amongst young men at the time. Shijamars told us there was two uh, prominent influences. The influence of modernization and um, a material kind of drift, and then the tradition. Of course, you find this in every culture. But here the tradition was the Vedanta, the the uh, the, uh, the Dharma, um, the, the spiritual uh, perspective of of Mother India, hmm? so he was on that side, and then there were boys on the other side, and he maintained his his stance there on that side. And uh, um, there are some nice histories of uh, and descriptions from himself of his of points in his life that were very powerful and compelling, that speak to his his samskar for bhakti from previous lives and so forth to have at such an early early age, and um, of course, eventually he came to join the institution of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, hmm? and um, became very close to the Thakur as well. He was one of, I think, about 18 disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur who received sannyas directly from him, whom he would only give to those in Brahman, Brahman boys, that was part of his, his system at the time. Um, and um, and Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi had a lot of uh, faith and confidence in him. In, him. in fact, he um, gave him the name Sridhar. Sridhar um, means Sri means Radha, and Dhara means like carrier, hmm? who who carry who's like protect carrying uh, Radha. And and the, and then the, the system of the sannyas names, as it was um, formed by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, was um, amongst a, a list of 108 sannyas names that he gathered, maybe from Ananta Samhita. Um, he would give one of the sannyas names to each each um, sannyasin, like Sridhar was one of them, Swami was one of them, Goswami is one of them, Trivikram is one of them, Aranya. Um, Saraswati, Saraswati uh, Puri, uh, Tirtha, Giri, Vaughan, and so on. There's 108. Um, 
So he would give the sannyas name, like Sridhar, and then a two- or three-syllable word that somehow characterized that particular devotee, because there might be two or three Puri Maharajas, but one was Bhakti Pramod Puri, one was Bhakti Vaibha Puri, and so forth. It was his system. So Sridhar Maharaj was given the name Sridhar with the uh, the, the preceding title, title Bhakti Rakshak. So Bhakti Rakshak means protector of Bhakti. Hmm? Protector of of, 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 of of Bhakti and Sridhar is also the name of the famous Sridhar Swami who commented in ancient times on Bhagavatam that was uh, very, uh, whose commentary was very dear to Mahaprabhu, whose, whose commentary is referenced repeatedly by the Goswamis in their commentaries of Bhagavatam and so forth. So we, we who are, in, in, you know, when, you, when you're inspired by someone then you find all kind of good things about <laughs> every little thing about them to make something maybe more out of perhaps, but then, then it's there, but uh, but uh, things are always in the making, if you will. So we find his name to be very um, significant. Indeed, at the time of the passing, well, um, with regard to his ability to protect Bhakti and bear, be the bearer of the teachings of Bhakti that are that that are Radha centered, if you will. Hmm? They're Krishna-centered in terms of tattva, but they're Radha-centered in terms of bhava. Uh, so, um, when when he desired, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur, to send an emissary to the Western world and to London, to England in particular, because England was ruling the world at the time, and in, in India, certainly. So he wanted to send a missionary, if you will, to... Uh, to uh, England, and he chose Sridhar Maharaj first. He said, because I know he can never be converted. Hmm? So Sridhar Maharaj says, certainly if it is your request, I will go, but due to their intimacy and their relationship, he said, but I have a few points I'd like to raise for your merciful consideration. Hmm? One point is, he said that there are others amongst us who are more qualified than me in that they're more outgoing in their nature. Hmm? and more inclined to deal with the public, and I'm very introverted in nature and uh, like to keep myself in the background, so my nature may not be most suitable for the task. Hmm? Secondly, there are others amongst us whose English is better than mine, although he spoke in a very poetic and charming way. Many of his talks have been recorded and and transcribed into books. and so he said, so for that reason also, there may be a, someone else that you might think is more qualified. And this is a beautiful thing when the disciple advises the guru like this with all respect and regard and and so on. That, that And it looks like one thing. But what's he doing? Telling the guru, you know, giving, giving the guru advice. But this is very much wanted. Prabhupada wanted that uh, he would be advised. In fact, he wrote the. I, this is Tushita Marsh once. Uh, this is my problem. I have no advi- no advisors. My grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. By that he meant that I'm getting these twenty year old boys and girls. What do they know about life? Or if I was getting fifty year olds, you know, sixty year olds, yes, you know, forty year old even, you know, I could maybe get some common sense responses from these people, but I don't. Hmm? 
which is an important point as an aside, and that is this, those of us who are his disciples, and even elderly grand disciples, which he should have by now, should not continue to offer service to him as if we were only 20-year-olds. We don't do that with anything else. We're well-thought-out, experienced people in life. We have opinions and so forth and so on. When it, and we share them readily when it comes to proper... We're not supposed to just be dumbbells who don't know anything anymore and have no... We, we have to have... He wanted the kind of mature feedback. Mm -hmm. So what's going on out there? Okay. He always used to ask me whenever I went on a walk with Prabhupada. Oftentimes he would say, So, Tripari, what are they saying? Because I was like some others in the group here out in the field distributing books. So people would have questions and we would answer them. So Prabhupada always wanted to know, What are they thinking? What, what are their ideas? What do you think? And if and as you know, if you if you ask someone what do you think, and they just want to say what you think they want you to say, that's not what they want. I want to know what you think, not what you think. I want you to think. I want you to think. <laughs> that's uh, spiritual life requires some thinking. It's not just you come in here and it's all done and uh, all the questions are answered. And and I often answer questions with questions. Sometimes a student asks a question and I give him two or three questions to ponder, to find out the answer, and think about it. So uh, spiritual life is, it, it appears like black and white at first, but as we go forward, you see, it's, it's many shades of gray, many possibilities, and so forth. So Sridhar replied with these two kinds of um, uh, replies. First, Others may be more outgoing and more suited in that sense. Others may speak English better than me. And thirdly, he said hmm, that I have great affection for you and I don't think that you will be may not remain in the world very much longer. And I feel that I could take advantage of your personal association. So with your blessing, I, w I will do whatever you like. But if, if, if it would please you, I would prefer to stay in your personal company as much as possible to take advantage of that association and, and Bhaktisiddhanta was very much um, charmed by that and he, and he chose another person to go. Hmm. But the point is, of course, he had, he had the confidence in Sridhar Maharaj, the protector of, of Bhakti, if you will, like the great Sridhar Maharaj, Sridhar Swami commentator, commentator was uh, and so forth. And at the time of the departure of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the Thakur asked uh, for uh, the kirtan of Narottam Thakur's uh, song, Sri Rupa Manjari Pala. He himself had, as is prominent in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the ideal of Manjari Bhava, to become a handmaiden of Radha. He conceived him of himself, the Thakur, as Nayanamani Manjari. Hmm? And so he asked for... Narottam's song that is in glorification of Rupa Manjari to be sung. And Puri Gosami Maharaj, Bhakti Pramod Puri Gosami who was famous kirtanier and had a beautiful voice, began, was asked by Kunja Baba, who was the manager of Gaudiya to sing, put him forward. So he began to sing, Shri Rupa Manjari Pada. And Sridhar Maharaj and Bhakti Siddhanta interrupted him and said, no, I don't want to hear just a sweet voice. Hmm? I want to hear with realization. And then he pointed to Sridhar Let him sing. Hmm? 
and Puri Maharaj, from that day, accepted Sridhar Maharaj as a Siksha Guru. And every year at the Math, Chaitanya Saraswat Math, Puri Maharaj would come for the Vyasa Puja of Sridhar Maharaj and speak something. It just, because it's very beautiful to think because it seems like, oh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur saying, well, he has less realization, so he's a lower devotee, but his highness, his will, <laughs> is, is illustrated in how he responded to that. Hmm? And I had the opportunity to serve him and, and, and know him, and, um, and he was, if you mentioned the name of Sridhar Marsh, he would, his hands would fold like this, and he would, he would pay respect and, and so forth. And 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 in time also, he 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 had developed great respect for Prabhupada after meeting his disciples and and uh, and so forth and understanding the scope of his his mission. Hmm. So anyway, Sridhar Maharaj then began to sing, and uh, in a cracked voice, Sri Rupa Manjari Para Seymour Sambara, and so forth. And so it was thought. Amongst the disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, that at this time, at the time of his passing, Pujapachita Maharaj, that, that Saraswati Thakur had given him entrance into, into the um, um, the ideal of Manjari Bhav. And Sridhar Maharaj, in, in response, he said, I always thought that, he, not quite, but he's placed me at the gate, like the protector, Bhakti Rakshak. And they said, and I'm not letting just anyone in. Hmm. Not just anyone. Hmm. Something like that. He wanted to make, he said, he, his idea being, you have, to, you have to come in, those feelings for coming in have to come out of, grow out of the ground of the Siddhanta. Hmm. This is the ground, as I was saying earlier, on which we can find unity. Hmm. Unity for what? Unfortunately, there was a time um, after the disappearance of Prabhupada, with some of the leading members of his institution um, offended uh, Sridhar Maharaj. It's a very unfortunate um, history. And um, they did so in the name of unity hmm? and saw him uh, wrongly, very much wrongly so, as some type of person that was n- not for the unity. When he understood them, he said, uh, I think, as far as I can tell, their thinking is that they want to protect the movement of Swami Maharaj to keep it pure. This is their intention. Hmm? This is their intention, he said. But I think they have. But I think they have gone mad with power hmm? to treat me in this way. And he's trembling. Swami Maharaj would never treat me like so roughly like this. Hmm? And he said, "Unity for what?" Should be our question. Unity is. <laughs> Not a good thing unto itself, but unity for what? We should be unified around what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. Therefore, it's so. Therefore, why Prabhupada wrote the books? He used to say, "I've got sixty books; they should be read." And those books refer to other books and other, don't they? And he sent me a nice quote from Prabhupada. What was it saying? This book should be read. That Bhakti Rasamrita should be read. This Brihad uh, Bhagavatamrita should be read. This Bhakti and so many books of the Goswamis. This is our heritage and so forth. So. Anyway, not everybody's a big reader, that's another thing, but we should f- hear from those that, that do, and we should get on the ground, if you will, of the tattva. The, this is not, learning the tattva, the siddhanta, the, the devotional conclusions, is not different from attaining bhava and love for Krishna. Mm. They go together. 
There's feet, you know, for, uh, and a head to the heart of bhakti. Hmm? There's a whole body you have to have to, to serve. Hmm? So again, one philosophy, and if we have that philosophy, we have we are on the same page. That's how we can we can discuss. We can have differences of opinion and so forth. But there has to be some, as Prabhupada would say, um, what was his term? Hmm? No, there have to be some um, standard of knowledge. Hmm? There's a standard of knowledge. There's a way to arrive at what is the Siddhanta and so forth. If we know that, we can discuss and we could enter with a spirit of discussion to, to know what is the Siddhanta on the issue. And when it comes forward, it's clear as, 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 as light, clear as, a, as the sound of the bell. And uh, okay, then we change accordingly. And the Siddhanta will make us change. It's, so that's how it's forming us. You understand? It will make us change our ideas and our thinking. Oh, it's like this. Oh, it's like that. It means this. And another level, another level we, we join. Like I said the other day, we learn that you're an individual. We think, oh, that's great. I'm an in-. Then we learn, not exactly like you thinking of yourself as an individual. You actually have to deconstruct your mind, <laughs> your personality, your desires, and, and all this, and, and, and be infused by bhakti. And then a bhakti personality will come out, and so so on and so forth. So then people might want to just, I want to rather hang on to my material personality. So you have to take it to another level. And, and so the, the, the tattva, hmm, if we have good association, we'll find that, that the conceptual orientation, the sambandha jnana, is honed, and that it really does to facilitate our practice. Hmm? The more you understand your practice, the greater your ability to enter into it. So, it's um, the two are not separate, and this is the this is the very oneness and and and, and difference kind of equation, if you will, in, in one sense. And so we were saying, love of Krishna and Krishna, the vessel of love of Krishna and Krishna, the object of love, are are one. They're one and different. Radha and Krishna are one and different. You can't have one without the other. Hmm? So. Um, so, Sridhar Marsha um, did remain behind. Someone else went to London after Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur's departure from the world. The Gaudiya Math had a governing body, the mission of Bhaktisiddhanta, and there were differences of opinion as to how to proceed. Um, there was one major difference of opinion that Sridhar Marsha, who was not a member of the GBC, was asked to weigh in on because of his being known for his objectivity. Hmm? Very, like, kind of, very um, brahminical, if you will, very objective and um, truth-speaking and uh, uh, so forth. So the controversy was that um, the one consensus amongst the group was that Amongst us, Ananta Vasudev has been appraised more by Bhakti Siddhanta than anyone else. And there was a book published about this years ago by followers of Ananta Vasudev, and you would be amazed. I mean, we have a quote, you know, Bhakti Siddhanta said to Prabhupada, you know, if you ever get money, publish books, or, you know, eventually he will do everything, or something like that. Everybody's got in Gaudiya Math, you know, it's Keshav Maharaj or Sridhar Maharaj or this Maharaj or that Maharaj or Puri Maharaj. Everybody's got something Bhakti Siddhanta said that, Jai, you know, he's the one, you know. 
Um, but the things, uh, the praise of of uh, Ananda Vasudeva, I was quite uh, amazed at all the things that he said. He could follow Bhakti Siddhanta very, very, very closely. And he said, what I will say, Vasudeva knows. Hmm? Just like I'll say, what's that verse? And someone will have it, have it. So he, he was like that. And, so, and he was a brahmachari. Now some others have taken sannyas, and there's an idea within Gaudiya Math that the sannyas given to someone is something that one has to be able to handle because with it will come some pratishta, some honor will come to the sannyasi. So if it goes to his head, then the whole thing goes 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 to hell. So um, in the group, the, the governing body, some people felt that Ananta Vasudeva, we need an Acharya. There were three opinions. One opinion was, who amongst us, one sannyasi, powerful and influential and good preacher stood up, who amongst us can possibly compare and walk in the shoes of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur? Sound familiar? <laughs> I knew you when you were a baby <laughs> and naked. <laughs> Who could possibly? So everybody's quiet as a mouse, of course, during this, uh, you know, speech. And therefore, hmm, this was a, this was before the meeting of the GBC. This was a general meeting amongst the devotees. Sridhar Marsh was also there. Therefore, he went on and on. My idea is that we sh- that we should keep. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as the Acharya, hmm? and that we should then just somehow initiate on his behalf, hmm? Ritvik. Hmm? And so he gave a powerful speech like this. I, I don't remember his name, one of the sannyasis of Bhakti Siddhanta. And, and the sentiment was very good. Hmm? Um, and Everyone was silent, but everyone didn't feel the philosophy was quite right. So they turned to Sridhar and said, do you have anything to say, anything you can say? So he said, he said, very nice, the praise of Saraswati Thakur is very beautiful. What you said, there's, who can deny that it's difficult for any of us to walk in the shoes of, of Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta? He said, but we're not Sikhs. So that's what the Sikhs did. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, after Guru Nanak, or there was a couple of successors, they said, there's no more gurus anymore. It's just this one from here on out, and so forth. And so everyone, yeah, right, we're not Sikhs, so we, that won't work. So they got, got through that issue very quickly. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, years later, after um, the governing body of Iskand was going to shoot our marsh for advices for a couple of years, and um, Ramaswar... Maharaj in Los Angeles had kind of this reserved idea about being a guru, and he felt like I could only give initiation maybe on behalf of Prabhupada. And it was kind of a quasi ritvic idea that, in, in sincerity and honesty of sorts, uh, he, you know, he was expressing. And um, um, there were other many questions out and about at the time. And, and uh, so, dear Krishna Goswami, who was named dear Krishna at the time, was sent by Ramasar with ten questions to Sridhar Maharaj. So one of them involved this kind of like, I'm not qualified, but Prabhupada's qualified. I can just connect people to Prabhupada, and that should work. Sounds like a good, you know, kind of a quasi-ritvic idea. And Sridhar Maharaj said, replied to that question, a very nice sentiment, but 
it doesn't work like that. You have to have you have to step into the shoes, and you have to be qualified and enough to carry on and carry the uh, the weight and so forth and so on. So. Um, So then the meeting came, and then in the meeting of the GBC, which Shudamarsh was not a president or member of, there was a group that felt that Ananda Vasudev should be the Acharya. Hmm? And then there was Kunjababa, who later became Tirthamarsh, who was the manager of all of Gaudiamat. So you have to imagine that what it was like, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, had been asked by Bhakti Vinod Thakur to preach. He had been told by Gorkishore Das Babaji, don't trouble yourself with the preaching. Hmm? Just do bhajan. It'll be too much trouble. So many problems will come. So he had these competing ideas, if you will, from both of his gurus. But Bhakti Vinod Thakur's opinion outweighed, and of course, Gorkishore Das Babaji didn't really, wasn't against it. But um, So he began the preaching mission. And he began it in Navadweep, and he just began talking to whoever would come. And he was very impassioned with his talk. And this Kunjababa, who later became Kunjababa, Kunjabiharidas, um, met him and was very inspired by him. And he was like, you know, like a Lord Brahma or something, type of guy. You know, he had this... Bhaktisiddhanta was a very Brahminical, not, a, like, not an inspirational person, but not an organizational person. Hmm? And um, and I can relate to that. I'm not an organizational person, but I've been an inspirational person to others in my life. So um, so Kunjababa, Kunjabiharidas, as he became, he became the manager of Gaudiya Math. And he, it was his mission to showcase Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Talk, what he was about, what he was saying, to make it available, to distribute it widely. So he was a very, very prominent person in in the Gaudiya Math and very instrumental in making it the mission what it was. Hmm? And Sarsati Thakur relied on him um, considerably, hmm? put so much um, trust in him, and, and so on and so forth. Hmm? One time, the sannyasis, amongst them Sridharmarsh was one, they were collecting funds for the mission, and the funds would be given to Kunjabiharidas. Hmm? And then it became known to some of the sannyasis that Kunjabiharidas was sending some of the money to his relatives in the village. So it became a concern for them, as I'm just saying this as an aside. So they elected Sridharmarsh to tell it to Guru Maharaj, Bhaktisiddhanta. <laughs> so he went and he said, you know, we are collecting the money, sannyas, we are giving it to Kunjabiharidas, but we've come to find out that secretly some of it he's sending home. And then Shri and Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, "You are all sannyasis. Your only business is to collect the money and turn it in. That's all." He said, "And you should know this." He said, "I will throw money in the Ganges if I think it will help me to spread Krishna consciousness." So he knew, but he thought, "I've got to do this to keep him here in his position. So we go forward. You know, we'll work with it. Something like that." So I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything, but just uh, some some history there, and uh, some insight into how Bhakti Thakur thought about the great task of, which is a huge task. This is the idea of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. 
the idea of Bhaktivinoda Thakur was to somehow take Mahaprabhu's tradition, which had a bad reputation in its hometown in Bengal, and no educated Hindus wanted anything to do with it, and to put it on the center stage with other world religions. And having done that, to make it clear that it was the main, you know, the full expression of all of them. So he took on a perennialist type of perspective with regard to Christianity, Sufism, and so on and so forth, and which was the, the religions were on the world stage, and he found common ground with them. This was part of his strategy, find common ground with them. And then you get into the conversation, and you get on the stage. Therefore, he would say things like, and in Christianity we have the Sakyarasa, the brotherly love. I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, he would write like that and so forth. But in Gaudiya, we have the Madhurya now has come. And so, you know, so uh, part of his, uh, his, his preaching approach. <clears throat> but, um, um, where was I? So, so, uh, so Kunja Bihari, yeah, so Kunja Bihari was a manager. Hmm? And he was very instrumental and a good, good devotee in, you know, many respects. And, and so forth. So he, felt that he was not in agreement that Ananda Vasudev should be the Acharya. He thought he should be the Acharya and a couple of the sannyasis. Hmm? Better, that this, better that it come from the sannyasi group than a brahmachari group. But um, So there was a controversy. Hmm? This was the beginning of the divide of Gaudiya Math. Um, and Kunja, Kunja Baba got together and he said, These other, well, this is a little later, but anyway, they went to Sridhar Marsh. They said, let's get Sridhar Marsh's advice. He's outside of the loop here. He's doing his bhajan. He's very objective. So they, he gave his advice. He said, well, you want my advice. From what you tell me, I'll give you this, my perspective. Some of you, amongst you, are sannyasis, and they want to be guru. They think that, that they should do, and that's understandable to some extent, but it's possible that they might have some pratishta with was coming with the guru position. And meanwhile, Ananda Vasudev was praised by a guru Maharaj. He was a brahmachari. He had no desire to be a sannyasi. So he may be a better choice. Just He just weighed in like that. But his his opinion was very much regarded. And so his opinion, opinion prevailed in the meeting. And Ananda Vasudev was officially made the Acharya. Hmm? But Tirtamarj bitterly, bitterly resisted and eventually formed his own group and um, went on for some time. Hmm? And um, Prabhupada supported Ananta Vasudev too. <laughs> Although he criticized Tirtamarj in one letter, and you know, he is, he, and so forth. And when we showed that letter, Tirtamarj <laughs> said, Swami Marsh, such a friend. He even, he even, he doesn't even spare me with his criticism. Of course, there are many other nice letters where he's he's praised and so forth and so on. Conversations as well, but um, um, supporting the split, supporting Ananta Vasudev, who eventually fell down. But Prabhupada also there historical is there in the record. Prabhupada supported him. You can see in letters he wrote to Godbrother. Everybody was, you know, going with what you know. We'll make a go for it here. We'll try for it, you know. 
except for Tirtha Maharaj. Now, Tirtha Maharaj looks like he's vindicated because Ananta Vasudev fell down eventually, but there's problems with that as well. Hmm? Prabhupada's the answer <laughs> to it all, <laughs> so to speak. Prabhupada, Sridhar Maharaj, Keshav Maharaj, others. So what Tirtha Maharaj did was he got together with some sannyasis and said, look, help me to find Ananta Vasudev, and then when we get the, the Bhagavad Mat in Calcutta, Mayapur, then we'll divide it up amongst everybody, sannyasis, and we'll go forward. So some sannyasis got together and helped Sridhar Maharaj, or helped... Um, Tirtha Maharaj, and then when he was successful in overthrowing Ananta Vasudev, then he ignored all the other sannyasis, and then they went independent, and they said, well, this Tirtha Maharaj is a trip, and uh, carried on. The real, so the real successors, in a dynamic sense of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsadika, are those who, out of all of that, came out and went independent and were successful. And Prabhupada was most prominent amongst them. Sridhar Marsh was independent, um, Keshav Marsh was independent, Madhav Marsh was independent, they were all Acharyas, they did things. Keshav, Keshav Marsh had many moths in India, Madhav Marsh had at least 13 temples in India that he opened, many in, in North India, so forth. Uh, they were successful. Um, Sridhar Marsh was uh, not extroverted by nature, so he avoided initiating anybody. He didn't want to initiate anybody. He decided just to live in the Dham and do bhajan now and lament the disappearance of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur throughout the rest of his life. So he went to Ek Chakra, the birthplace of Nityananda Prabhu, and made a petition to Nityananda Prabhu to give me permission to reside in the Dham of Navadvip for the rest of my life. And he said that an impression came in his heart from Nityananda Prabhu, that you ask me for your mercy, but you won't give your mercy to anyone. Hmm? It meant that people are asking you for initiation, but you won't give it, and you want my mercy, and I give to everybody. Hmm? So do the math, is basically what he said. Right? Hmm? Amongst the people, for example, who were asking for initiation from Sridhar Maharaj was Prabhupada's own sister, Bhavatarini. She, want, she had gotten Harinam from Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta, and she chose Sridhar Maharaj for her second initiation. I mean, she grew up with him. Hmm? Prabhupada and Sridhar Maharaj lived together in Prabhupada's apartment in in Calcutta for six years. They wrote their Gita commentaries together and so forth. Pujapada Sridhar Maharaj told me that I knew him so well in those days that when he wanted to take sannyas, he asked me for sannyas, but I said, That'll be a problem for my moth because your family's going to come here and cause a big disturbance. <laughs> so he said, I hesitated, and he just went off and went to Keshav Maharaj and took sannyas. So, um, so Sri Maharaj lived in Navadweep, and he thought, okay, I'll make a deal with Nityanandapu. I will initiate those who come and ask, but I'm not going to run here, there, and everywhere trying to find people, trying to collect people. So if people come to me and ask, I won't refuse them. I'm not going everywhere to, to collect. So that was his disposition. So he lived there humbly in Navadweep for many years. Some people came and they took initiation from him, but he had a very small group, and he had not enough, some years, not enough rice to, to feed the residents of the Mat. And Prabhupada, um, in his final 
words or will, he asked that money from the Bhaktivedanta Trust would be given to f- complete the temple of Sridhar Maharaj in Navadvip. Hmm? After that, passing of Prabhupada, someone was appointed to allocate the funds to Sridhar Maharaj's moth, and they were checking every rupee that was spent in such a way as if to be suspicious that the moth would, would be in maya and spend money for sense gratification because after all it's not a bona fide moth, you know, or something like that. It became so like oppressive Shidamar said, look, Swami Maharaj probably he wanted me to have this money to build it, I, but you're causing me too much, uh, too much trouble. I, I won't take it if this is the way you have to deal with me. Hmm. Of course, then the money came from persons like ourselves who came to his doorstep, doorstep after the sun of Prabhupada's campaign set, which was, you know, when the sun's up, the whole world is is lit, and the stars are still in the sky, uh, but it can't be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Such was the nature of his campaign, so broad, so luminous, and so forth, and, and in lands, of course, where Gaudiya Vaishnavism had never, never gone, so he was all there was, mm-hmm. Even the whole, even the whole history and the lineage, you know, is kind of obscured by his his personality. Of course, in retrospect, we understand that he's part of a tradition, and that's important too, and so on and so forth. And as the sun set, well, the moon comes out and stars come out, and, and then you find that there are other galaxies and there are moons and stars, and there are even st- suns that are bigger than the sun than, than our sun, and so forth, and so on. So it's a big, big world. Hmm? Of spiritual possibilities that we are introduced to through through the parampara, but as the sun, if you will, metaphorically of Prabhupada's campaign set, then the reflective moon of Shridharmarsh's influence rose, and um, he uh, very much caused us to reflect on the campaign of Prabhupada. What was it about, essentially, and so on and so forth, and helped us to get footing to do the kind of service that Prabhupada expected of, of at least some of us to do, and in doing so to assist other God-brothers and, and God-sisters. And so uh, it's unfortunate in one sense that the leading members of uh, Prabhupada's formal mission at the time to, could not to take advantage of his good company. It's not unfortunate. It's, it's worse than unfortunate. It's... Um, it's 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 I don't have words for that. Um, having had a good company, I mean, of Pujapati Maharaj, the, 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 you can't find anyone. I mean, when he would talk about Prabhupada, you know, we would make all the Vyasa Puja books for you know decades. They just we burn those, you know. I mean, and they're not bad and they're good and everything. But I mean, what he was saying was like, wow, that's our Guru Maharaj. He's like that. So. Yes, we haven't even thought about it like that, that point of view. It's just very <coughs> compelling. Mm-hmm. And of course it endeared us to him, as it's, it's just kind of the natural law, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was very uh, um, interesting, you know, to be in the company of someone who had the same stature of our Guru Maharaj and was a completely different person. Because we only had Prabhupada, you know, as a, as a, um, I say, a, a, you know, a model. Hmm. So you know, 
however Prabhupada tied a Sikha, we tied our Sikha, you know, however he, we dressed, you know, and so forth. And that was our, you know, whole connection to the tradition, to see it, you know, the same philosophically and the same in many other respects, but different also, different personality and different verses. You know, Prabhupada had his favorite verses. Sri Dharmarsha had his favorite verses. Some of them were the same and they had different or extended meanings, you know. Oh, the verse means what Prabhupada said, and it also could be looked like this as well. So this was very, um, like, exciting to me. Like, wow, you know, many possibilities here. Um, um, and uh, that's what he would do. He would sit and penetrate on certain verses. I mean, he would like think about a verse for a month, you know, and he just contemplate it, and then, and, and he would, he's kind of. Uh, mining the, uh, the the gems of Gaudi Vaishnavism, and he had he was a composer, also, of Sanskrit uh, literature. Well, Prabhupada wrote widely in English commentary. He wrote, um, um, Sri wrote his own Sanskrit uh, compositions um, that are uh, very rich and insightful. I mean, his Deva Premadam Deva Stotram is is a hundred some verses. Poetic verses explaining the philosophy and the leela of, Chait- of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I mean, it's like you know, it's like a, a mini Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's the kind of thing that you would think would have come up, you know, 500 years ago as one of the you know poetic glorifications of Mahaprabhu by his associates. Um, his uh, his commentary on the Brahma Gayatri, same thing. Hmm? Uh, very rich and, and and deep and original Sanskrit. Uh, Commentaries. His poems about uh, he has a beautiful poem about Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and when and it was written in the presence of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who said, "Bhaktivinoda Thakur has appeared in this poem of Sridhar What he's written here, he's present there. Hmm? There's a famous poem that he wrote about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Prima, what is it called? Uh, that, the, the refrain: Pranamami Shada Prabhupada Padam." Hmm? Prabhupada Padmastabhaka. This poem was written by Sridhar Marsh after the disappearance of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur, and it is engraved on the walls in every branch of Godiamath formed by Bhakti Siddhanta and most of the ones formed after him by his disciples. It so much captured Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur. And Prabhupada told the Kayananda Marsh, who at the time was the president of Vrindavan, this song should be sung every day in all of my temples. It's one of the things that wasn't followed up on, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So, Siddhartha had this ability to capture in poetry moments of, or, you know, of the leela or the philosophical truth, the feeling, capture persons and so forth. Uh, his Rig Veda mantra, Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam, commentary is very profound and, and, and insightful. His um, book, Prapanna Jivanamritam, <coughs> The Lives of the Surrendered Souls, is a collection of verses um, that are categorized under uh, under the six uh, placed under the six categories of Sharanagati, Anukulasya. Accepting the favorable, rejecting the unfavorable, accepting Krishna as one's protector, accepting Krishna as one's maintainer, humility, Atmanived, and so forth. So these six categories of the 
drew verses from all the sacred texts and put them, arranged them like that. And um, uh, somebody took it, but I had a copy given to me by Meenachinga Maharaj. It was Prabhupada's copy of the book, the original printing that Baba Tarini, Prabhupada's sister, paid for. And Prabhupada wrote his signature on it twice, like this is my my copy, you know. So Prabhupada had kept that with him. Um, and, and his sister paid for it, uh, 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 the printing. So he was um, a literary uh, per, uh, person, and um, and my Siksha Guru, our Siksha Guru. So we're very honored to have some opportunity, an opportunity like the, like today, to say something about his uh, contribution. Um, after the um, split off, if you will, from ISKCON by some of us who uh, felt that uh, Prabhupada wanted us to serve under the management of the GBC, but Prabhupada didn't want us to offend senior Vaishnavas like Sridhar Maharaj. The management of the GBC says that we should act in ways which we thought were would be offensive, hmm? which was the posture that they had taken. And so they indeed they had passed a resolution that anyone who takes siksha outside of ISKCON cannot remain in ISKCON, and that was that that, in, that was code for anyone who hears from Sridharmarsh cannot live inside the house that was built that everyone could live within. You know whatever they had, Prabhupada had said, astrologers said about Prabhupada, he can build a house in which everyone can live. So what we did was we followed the GBC. Their order was, <laughs> if you take Siksha from Sri Maharaj, you have to live outside. <laughs> People say we didn't follow, but we did. <laughs> and we avoided, <laughs> we avoided uh, uh, offending Sri Maharaj at the same same time. And uh, I feel very um, blessed for having made that uh, decision. I was with Prabhupada, and when he, a month before he passed, and I would have stayed longer, but he told me, you go back to America, you're an intelligent boy, you should go and preach there. And that was, uh, I think, um, late September, and probably left in November. But during the time I was there, we were having 24-hour kirtan. I was given a role of chanting between 1 in the morning and 3 in the morning. So I was the only one there with Prabhupada, and he had an assistant that was awake at the time. So I was chanting, and I chanted, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, which was one of the melodies of Prabhupada. He didn't have a lot of them. And my idea was, like, I don't want to get, you know, musical here or anything. I just want to be like Parampara here, you know, just, just how you did it, I'm going to do it. So that was my thinking, and I was very much absorbed in that. And Prabhupada was resting, but he got up and he looked and he said, who's that chanting? And I was at his feet, so his assistant said, Oh, Mr. Prabhupada Prabhupada looked up at me and nodded. And I was praying to him at the time before he woke up, Prabhupada, just please keep me connected to the Guru Parampara. That's what I want. Hmm? <coughs> so when I met Sridhar Maharaj, and that, immediately that thought came to me, Prabhupada blessed me, and I'd made this connection. Everything's all right. Because it wasn't, you know, it was a difficult time at the time to feel that there was something wrong with the group. It was substantial. Hmm? Which is, uh, improvement, I think, over over time in those days. That was um, 35 years ago or something like that. Was uh, Things were different then. So to step outside of the group was like, whoa, you know, where, where do you go here? 
And uh, Shridhar said, "Don't come to my mouth, you know. <laughs> like uh, Swami Maharaj, he wanted you to do something. Come, get inspiration, but go and and preach, you know. I'm a small person here in the background." So he told me. He said, "He said, I said, Guru Maharaj, please give me some service." He said, "Swami Maharaj, Prabhupada, he told you everything. You go and start a mission, and I'll be in the background to help." So this way we humbly uh, started, and um, and he asked me. That try to do relief work. He said, it's very much painful to me that devotees are coming and the strength of Prabhupada's preaching, new people coming in the front door and older people going out the back door. He said, when I hear this one has left, because he knew some of them, this Bhavananda, this one, that one, they're leaving. He was very disturbed by that. He said that they have come so close to this and that they will leave that. I cannot bear that. So please try to do relief work. We meant by preaching to the devotees. Hmm? Try to uh, in, uh, encourage them with the Siddhanta and so forth. So by His grace, we had little uh, success and appreciate all of you coming here tonight on this holy occasion. Shri Bhakti Rakshakshi Dadev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai Avibhabahutsa Shri Shri Bhakti Rakshi Dadev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Shri Shri Gaurana Madhava Ki Jai. Kartik Vas Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. Vanchakalpa Tarubhyas Chakra Prasindu Vyeva Chakra.